What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs and Dre Harris from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this live episode of Would You Rather? Live on a Thursday night before Thursday Night Football and in your podcast feed on Friday. Kyle, welcome. Glad to see you are here after some... uh, some technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here and I have my candle. I don't know if you saw that on the <laughs> It's never lit though. It's never lit. Yeah. I actually brought the lighter down here. I might actually it has wow. not been lit before, but I'm a lighter right now. Wow. This is going to be a special podcast. Dre, what's up, dude? Welcome. Hey man. Hey man. As always, it's a pleasure to be here, guys. Thanks for having me and uh, excited to be on the show again. Thanks. All right. Well, it's would okay. you rather? I've I'm got excited. I've got four good ones, man. Four good ones. Four good ones. Yeah. I don't know what you have, but I have four good ones. I got a couple good ones, but mine are mine are I'm ambushing Dre. Oh, I told Dre, oh. I said I'm I'm gonna have some surprises for you. That's right. I want I want both of your opinions on on all four of mine. Well, yeah, I know it's, it's but you know Dre's you know typically we give you know the newly initiated dudes right. we give them a little <laughs> bit more heads up. No, not today. Hey, Dre's, Dre's flying blind with the rest of us on my takes. Let's go, all right. man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Can I? I'm all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Which one I want to do first here. All right, here we go. Here we go. If you were the Bears, the Chicago Bears, who are playing tonight, mm-hmm. would you rather trade a second and fourth round pick for Sam Darnold or just a second round pick for Dwayne Haskins? Kyle, you want to uh, you want to take that first? Or you want me to jump at it? I want you I, to take it. <laughs> you know, it's tough, man, because I don't. You know, I think that we don't really. Do we really know what either of those guys are? I think we talk all the time about that's the one position where fit is uh, is a determining factor in the success of the quarterback, man. I mean, um, but if I but if you you put a gun in my head and I had to choose, uh, you know, I think I'd take the situation with Sam. Um, I think Sam is a better fit for today's NFL for his uh, ability to move in the pocket um, uh, has shown the ability to uh, move the chains with his arms and legs. I think Dwayne Haskins is more of a sitting guy. Um, so if I was pressed for an answer, I'd probably say the situation with Sam. So, Okay. So it's a two and a four or just a two. Yep. I can, I can create a four like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could trade back 10 spots in the third round and pick up a fourth. So the extra compensation really doesn't move the needle for me. And therefore I agree with what Dre said, as far as Sam's mobility and, and off script potential, I think is enough for me to swing the pendulum in his favor. So that's where I would go. Joe, do you have an answer? Yeah. I, I, I thought it was pretty easily Sam, but I didn't know if maybe some of the unknowns with Haskins, right? Only a one year starter at big in the big 10. I mean, not even a full season of starting experience in the NFL. If you thought there was more of a opportunity to kind of pick up the pieces there, as opposed to Sam Darnold, who's been Adam Gaste, right? I mean, so you kind of have to fix him in, in some ways, but I, I, I agree. I'd rather go with Darnold. Okay. Now people might not know this about you, Dre, but there was a little bit of time there where you had an opportunity to play some coverage against some of the best receivers in the NFL at that time. Okay, so I'm going to bank on that experience, and I'm going to ask you a question about covering one of the best guys in the league today versus another situation that might not be a very appealing scenario to find yourself in as a football player. Okay, got so, it, Joe. I also want your answer, but there's mm-hmm. a little less appeal for you because you haven't 
he didn't cover Jerry Rice at any point, right? So, like, Dre, would you rather try to cover Tyreek Hill one-on-one, main coverage, deep, or try to tackle Derrick Henry on the edge? Ooh, good question, KC. It's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting question, man. Uh, uh, during my uh, brief time uh, with San Francisco in, in training camp, of course, uh, I did have the opportunity to cover Jay Rice and Terrell Owens. Um, but would I rather cover Tyreek or tackle Derrick Henry? One-on-one. Both one. Um, scenarios, one-on-one. That's uh, a good question. I think that I'd rather cover Tyreek Hill, but I wouldn't confuse that with uh, – with cowardice, because uh, because I would of course uh, not. You know, I would. I, I certainly, uh, if I had to, I would. I would come up and cut, cut. Uh, <laughs> cut would not try to tackle him high for sure. That's the only uh, way that you're going to tackle him, right? It's just I, chop I, chop him down at the thighs and hope for the best. Exactly, it's a big, strong. That is a big, strong young man. But I. But the interesting thing is, it's actually not that hard to cover really, really fast guys. It's because they have constant speed. It's the guys who do a, a good job at changing their speeds. Like a guy c- could be a four, six guy. And if he's good at being sudden and then being slow and being good at creating, s- uh, creating, uh, creating separation, he's actually more of a challenge. So if you, if you're Tyreek, you have like a lot of constant speed in the straight, you can open up early because you know, he's fast and you know, he's going deep and still be on top. You know, so it isn't, it isn't necessarily a hard thing, uh, but uh, I certainly rather cover Tyreek than have to hit the brick wall, which is Derrick Henry. Help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you in your community. They remember your order and call you by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol to tap and pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. This football season will be different and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Joe. Well, I mean, Tyreek's going to be 10 yards by me by the time I get turned. You know? <laughs> right. So that's why you got to pretend. Right. You know, I'm, I'm immediately, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to pretend like I thought I had help over top and to just play the flat, you know? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> turn around, you're like, yeah. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's I'm the oh shit coverage. To, well, I'm not doing it. I'm definitely not. I don't have a chance at that. Right. Just the Lord, the Lord didn't give me the ability to to do things like that. So I'm going to take my chances with, with Derek Henry, one V one. And, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. See what I can do now. Real quick, real quick, Joe. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. This, this was inspired by our guy, Von Tell who watches the show, he chimes in with us, and he's actually here in the comments here. Even though we had beef, he's talking to me, even though we had beef from earlier today, shout out for that throwback hypothetical from Kyle. So Vontel <laughs> and I had beef on social, and it wow. all stems from I gave Journey Brown, the running back from Penn State, to the Cardinals in the second round of, of my mock draft 2.1, which is wow. the, the two-rounder that dropped. 
And he said, man, we need an interior offensive line. We need a corner. We need a wide receiver. But I didn't really like any of the options that they had at those positions. So what I would ask you is this, because Vontel said, no, I, I said, Vontel, you know, we got free agency here too. Like they can sign some of these guys in free agency. And he said, that's what uh, getting a running back is for, free agency, not in the second round. So my hypothetical that I want to clear the air with Vontel, with both of you as are my witness here. You can draft a running back in the 50 to 55, 60 range. And J.K. Dobbins, for example, his contract is $5.7 million over four years. Or you can sign a guy in free agency knowing that Carlos Hyde got $2.75 million for just this year alone. Which is a better value and what's going to get you better bang for your buck? Second round running back or signing one of these guys in free agency? I think for me is a... is you'd have to draft a young guy. I mean, I think if you look at the shelf life of what backs have been in the National Football League, uh, I think it's been widely known that once they hit the age of 30, uh, that their uh, their their pr- production sharply declines. I mean, so you got to take that into consideration. Also, there are cap uh, ramifications uh when you draft a guy who's who's young, you know, like you can have him longer. Um, so I think for me, if you're thinking that both guys are going to be the starter, you're better off getting a younger guy that you can work with and you'll have more time and uh, not necessarily take a, a, a big of a cap hit. Now, I did not, Vontel. I didn't tell him about this at all beforehand. So Dre just backed me on his own. Joe, what do you got? The world knows where I stand on this. Kyle and I were talking off record. Was it yesterday? Damn Panthers are two and zero without Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Mike Davis is a starting running back. Give me that second round running back all day long over paying any running back that's a veteran anything. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Okay, am I up? You are. Yeah. I thought I had. A, oh, I, thought I had a question. He me? does. He does. He did come prepared. You are, you I, are I, <laughs> we've never given anybody else a would you rather before so it's just natural really? instinct to ping back and forth between the two of us so uh-huh. I this is prepare. the first ever dudes non-kyle and joe hypothetical that didn't come from somebody in the comment section so let it rip thanks man i appreciate the opportunity to ask y'all some questions uh, i asked you uh, a hypothetical so my would you rather is if you're the giants right okay. if you're if you're the giants and you have a chance say you finish in the top 10 and you have a chance at one of the big three do you take it or do you uh, – what do you do with the pick if you're the New York Giants? If you have an opportunity ahead, at one of the I, big three. I feel like it It has to be – I have to know which one of the big three. We're talking Lance Fields and Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I'm not moving off of Lawrence if I'm any team, right? I mean, so that one makes it easy, but I probably would – roll with fields i don't know that i'm comfortable with lance because i think he, he's going to need some time to get acclimated so i will say that if it's fields or lawrence count me in on that quarterback but not lance i think there's a, a, a curve there that i'm not comfortable with that's fair i'd probably sit in the same boat uh, i really like justin fields obviously the sample size isn't huge for him he's got one year as a starter he's going to get an opportunity to start another 
eight plus probably a conference championship game is nine plus potentially college football playoff slash a bowl game. So you're talking double digit games for, for Justin, you're going to get a really nice sample size to see what he is. Um, I will probably based off of what I've seen already of Justin Fields, he's probably going to be graded higher than where I had Daniel Jones, uh, which was a midday two type quarterback. And obviously these guys, Dre, we talked about in our staff meeting today, these guys get pushed up the board every year. So it's not a surprise that Daniel ended up going where he went. And I think he had starting potential, but I don't think his ceiling's high. Mm. And then when you look at Justin Fields, I think you get a higher ceiling there. Or how confident are we that this coaching staff is going to be a long-term thing? And this coaching staff wasn't even the one that picked Daniel Jones. Mm. Dave Gettleman feels like he's on the fringe. So like, especially if there's a regime change there, I'd probably take Lawrence or Fields. But I kind of agree with Joe where it's like, there's too much unknown and, and it's too much of a, almost feels like a parallel step with Trey Lance. All right, boys, awesome. you ready for this one? Yeah. Excited for this one. Would you rather have Isaiah Simmons or Jeremy Chin? Now, just a little bit of context here. Jeremy Chin has played 97% of the defensive snaps for the Carolina Panthers. Isaiah Simmons has played 44 defensive snaps in four games. Really different feels, but obviously we're talking about a top 10 pick and the last pick of the second round. So you guys can fight over who goes first, but would you rather have Isaiah Simmons or Jeremy Chin? Kyle said it's pointing at me, so I think I'll I'll go first. Um, I would rather have Jeremy Chin. Um, I think that it's telling with the Cardinals defense not necessarily being great. I don't know where they currently stand, but they're not great. And the fact that Simmons cannot get on on the field, even with the injuries they've had on the back end, um, I think it's telling. I think uh, they're both athletes who are versatile. Uh, they're multiple. They can be used in a lot of different uh, ways. They can be the linebacker and sub. Um, so I do like uh, both of their versatility, but at this stage, uh, for my money, I think the Chin is the better football player. So Jeremy to- Chin, with the price that you can get Jeremy Chin at, which was the last pick in the second round, Give me that dude all day. I love Jeremy Chin's tape coming out. And he blew away the pre-draft process. And Carolina's putting him in a position to be an athlete and, and really shine in pursuit. Where Arizona, you know, they're trying to find the spot that makes the most sense for him. But, you know, they already have some of these dynamic, like, versatile Buda Bakers, example, right? It's like kind of a chess piece, a little bit of a do-and-everything guy there. So you kind of almost have to, like, pigeonhole him into this is your role on defense and that kind of takes away from what some of his appeal is anyway so i like the value of chin better i thought they were comparable players i had chin as my 43rd ranked player in this year's nfl draft Uh, simmons was a top 10 player for me based on what he can be but uh if you could tell me i have to spend the top 10 pick on one guy or i can get the other guy at 64 i'm taking the guy at 64 because i think there's similar ceiling with the players and now you're telling me Chin's even performing at a higher level early on. That's a no-brainer. It's funny Smart. because we talk so much about Carolina as a team that could take Simmons. So right. they get Derek Brown and perhaps the better version of Simmons in the second round. Oh, by the way, in addition to Yeter Grossmatos. So nicely done there. Uh, yeah. I guess I guess Marty Herney. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows who's Who making, knows making the decisions <laughs> over there? Who knows? All right. <laughs> 
Let me see. I think we had a couple fan ones. I'm going to pull in, in, in a fan one. Sweet. This comes from the sports nut. Would you rather, if you were a head coaching candidate, take the Jets or Texans when you take into consideration the town on the roster, the salary cap, the draft picks, everything in mind? So you as a coach get to pick coaching the Jets or Texans. Which one you take? So I I actually this is one that I had ready for for you guys. <clears throat> oh yikes! Um, and and the way I had it is: Would you rather take the Texans' job, the Jets' job, assuming you get the number one pick, mm-hmm. or I also added the Jaguars, which you get two first round picks, and I was going to say they were five and twenty four. Why are you hijacking this man's take? This man <laughs> gave us a question, and you just Joy turned it into. I wanted question. to see if the Jaguars <laughs> being introduced would would create a, a difference for you guys, but. Uh, I guess I've, I'll, I'll go here. I'll, I'll keep it with what the sports nut has given us. Um, if it's the Jets, if I get the number one pick and it's the Jets, that means I get Trevor Lawrence plus another first-round pick. And 33. Yeah, and 33 and some draft picks that I liked last year and tons of cap space, and I'm not Mackay paying my quarterback $40 million a season yet. Mackay back then. So – Give me that Jets job over the Texan for those reasons. Wow. Great. So um, I'll have to agree with Joe here um, and save the Jets. I think there's a lot of unknown in the front office with the Texans, particularly with what Jack Easterby is doing there um, and what his role is and how um, he's still there while O'Brien got, got fired and, and, and uh, Billy O handpicked him so there's a lot of um unknown that, that if you're a head coach you'd have to consider but to answer joe's question uh to to include jacksonville in the equation i think i would rather take jacksonville um out of those three um i think um when you look at the uh the overall team and the and the, the consumption of the the rocks and so forth i think that the jags have a, a much much a much better roster. I think that the picks you have give you flexibility if you want to move up and take a, take a, a QB or, or do a few things. Um, and the last thing, uh, I think they have a much more stable owner, much more present owner, certainly than the Jets. Um, uh, maybe not as much as the Texans. So if I'm incorporating the Jags in that equation, uh, which was Joe's question, I would probably take Jacksonville out of the three. So I guess I got to answer here, huh? <laughs> and I'll 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 include Jacksonville here because I do think Jacksonville gets interesting. Where I think Jacksonville is the best defensive talent of all three teams. Houston has the most established quarterback, yeah. but the most expensive quarterback of the three. Houston's the only one that doesn't have draft assets on their side, and you're paying your quarter. So it's like you know what you have a quarterback, but that comes at the expense of all NFL draft ability draft or salary cap flexibility and adding any talent to your roster versus what you have right now. And the rest of Houston is broken right now. Defensively. They're not in a good place. I know they've invested a lot in the offensive line, but they still have pass protection issues. And some of that falls back on the Deshaun. And then you got rid of DeAndre Hopkins. So I think you look at the entire picture of Houston it's a tough sell when you could tell me, yeah, you can have Trevor Lawrence or you can have an overall better team environment with Dre, as you said, an owner that has proven to be extremely loyal to 
whoever he chooses to give the keys to the castle to, right? Where, you know, Marone's been here a while. Uh, Caldwell's been the GM for seemingly forever. I know they made that GM change 2013, <laughs> and he's been there ever since. Yeah. And they've not been a team that's had a lot of success, but they're steadfast in their organization. So I think Jacksonville having the pick flexibility that they do, I still wish they had Yannick Ngakwe. It'd make this a lot easier for me to take him because I love me some Yannick, but probably Jacksonville. Probably Jacksonville. So, Joe, yes, introducing Jacksonville does absolutely positively change the dynamics. But if it was Jets and Texans, would you go Jets? No, because I don't trust the Johnson family as owners to keep the ship stale in the right direction. If it, For me, if it's just Jets, uh, Jets and Texans, though um, – Am I, and I'm a head coach. I may be inclined to go Houston here only because if they allow me to bring my guy in and we have an established QB, then uh, I think there's certainly uh, some intrigue there with being able to bring your, your GM. But I'd have to know uh, the the know the front office dynamics before I, I, I uh, before I arrive for, for sure. And that's that's the big thing too, where it's like Joe. We talked about this. I think it was on Tuesday when they fired O'Brien the worst will be over for Houston from an assets perspective within your first year of working on the job so if I take the job in January I'm already telling ownership and whoever I'm working with is the GM listen you're one for us is an eval year where we we need to figure out what we got we obviously have Deshaun Watson but you know do we need to shed some expensive veterans and try and pick up some extra capital but I'm not coming in year one expecting to try and win a Super Bowl because I can't add anything to the roster because it was built to win now, but it was built to win now in a broken fashion. Absolutely. Man, I'm I'm really steadfast on the Jets here because I you get Trevor Lawrence. Grossly underestimating the power of bad ownership. I got Joe Douglas. Just yep. get those Johnsons out of the way. Okay, Me but they own Douglas. the team. <laughs> you can't, you can't fire winning, owners, Joe. If we're, if we're winning... <laughs> If we're winning, when's the last time okay. the Jets won? They get listen. They gave Rex Ryan a lot of time. They gave Todd Bowles a reasonable amount of time. If we're winning, we're going to be just fine. And when's the last time the Jets won? Well, they hadn't never had me and Joe Douglas running their football operation. They, this year, when they finish in last place, it'll be I think the fourth time in five years they finished last in the AFC East. So we That's get crazy. like the top, almost the most salary cap space in the NFL. We get Trevor that. Lawrence, another first that. round pick, thirty three. I got a nucleus of players that I like from last year's draft and Beckton and Mims and Braden Mann, the punter. I had to mention him because I love him. Uh, <laughs> Denzel Mims. I, I like enough there. I, I'll just say this uh, real quickly, Joe, about, 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 uh, about cap space. I mean, it's never, it, it hasn't been proven that you can be team through free agents. And um, and I think Philadelphia Eagles back in, I don't know what year was it, you know, the whole dream team stuff. I mean, I think they proved that uh, um, as well. I think you still need to, uh, you still need to draft well and so forth. So cap space wasn't really big for me uh, when, uh, when thinking about the answer, but I I think uh, both of the jobs are, are very interesting though, to, to say the least for sure. Trey, you got another one? Yeah. Yeah. Now this is a, a slight curve curveball here. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, he's bringing curveballs curve into the show now, Joe. No, 
It's a curveball. So, um, not sure if you guys are basketball fans or not, but the Los Angeles Lakers are about to win uh, the championship tomorrow. So I had a basketball question. Okay. Um, if you're starting a basketball team, if you're starting a basketball team, would you rather have LeBron James coming out as a 19-year-old, 18-year-old uh, kid, or would you rather have Giannis, the cu- current back-to-back MVP of the league, if you're starting your team? I know. I think I want LeBron. I think, I mean, and I, I have fallen out of basketball a little bit. Um, so I'm not, I probably don't appreciate how good Giannis is. Sounds like he's great. The Greek freak, right? He has lots of great stats. He's in Madden now too. Is he? Oh yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I have watched, a, you know, when I was into basketball heavy, it was right when LeBron was, he still is killing the league. Right. Mm-hmm. I felt like watching LeBron James that there were just times that he could do whatever he wanted on the basketball court. It, it, it did whenever he wanted to dial it in, didn't matter. And what he's done in terms of like finals appearances, championships, and Giannis is probably like there's probably some parallels to early stage LeBron to to Giannis, but I know what I get. I know what the end looks like with LeBron, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine Giannis, whenever Giannis is at the same point in LeBron's career, I can't imagine it being the same in terms of accolades. Right. Yeah, this is what LeBron's 10th straight NBA Finals appearance? It's crazy. Between <laughs> On three different teams. the Cavs, the Heat, and now the Lakers. Um, yeah, LeBron. Uh, I know... Joe, Joe makes the, the best point in that we know what the end looks like for LeBron. And when LeBron first came out, there was the questions about, okay, can he get into uh, the Mamba mentality, right? Like that Kobe always flipped the switch and he just like killed games. And he was always the guy that had the ball at the end of the game. And LeBron wasn't always like that. And he had some help with Kyrie early on in his career, but like, man, he, he is just the ultimate athlete. You know, as far as the dudes that I have watched in my lifetime, first of all, I think you, I think the best athletes in the world play basketball because you got to be six, five plus. A lot of the times you got to be able to jump through the gym, you know, that you have to play both ways. There's no one way type players, right? Everybody's offense, defense. So I, I think the appreciation that I have for LeBron at his size, how dominant he is, how explosive he is even now, how old is LeBron? He's in his 17th year. I think he's 35. 35? Yeah. 35 and he's – Man, yeah. I'll take LeBron because yeah, I know what athlete, I The best athletes in the world are cornerbacks. Yeah. Cornerbacks? Yes, cornerbacks. These dudes are 5'10". <laughs> Listen, you have to guard somebody who knows where they're going Yeah, with a quarterback that knows where they're going, and you have to be completely reactive – to mirror that, those guys are special. And I, I yeah. think basketball players will be number two after cornerbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would uh uh if I'm starting a team, uh, I'm not sure if you can you can tell or not, but I'm a huge Braun fan. Uh, just for the totality of, of what he brings uh to, to the game. And in short, I'll say this there has probably never been an athlete to come into the league with so much expectation, having been on the cover of sports illustrated when he was 15 or 16, right? Have, have all the pressure, 
and not only meet the expectation, but exceed expectation and will be the, I believe the first player in the history of the NBA to take three different teams uh, to an NBA title, to have been a 10 straight finals, to have led the league in assists in his, in his 17th year. Um, and who I believe was robbed uh, of the MVP this year, man. I, I, I just think that, that what he's doing is just unparalleled. And not to mention all the things off the court that, that, that he's done, man, in terms of his school and his philanthropic endeavors. It's just Brian, man. I mean, yeah, just LeBron. Now we're we're up against it here, but we have a killer hypothetical from Sam that we have to close with. Would you rather have toes for fingers or fingers for toes? <laughs> That's funny. I think fingers for toes. Because I can't have toes for fingers and not be able to grab anything. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking too. I'm thinking you're right about that. You probably have good balance if you have like fingers that are acclimated to being toes on your toes, right? <laughs> got a lot. Got a, like you're like a bird, you know? <laughs> we got to get out of here. I'm going to get in trouble. We start talking about non-football stuff yeah. and things get weird for Dre, me. Dre, toes for fingers or fingers for toes? I would agree. Fingers for toes. There we go. Lock it in. It's a consensus. Sure. Thanks for, sure. for tuning in, guys. Dre, we had a blast with you. We're going to bring you back. You've now hey. been experienced in takes on takes. Would you rather other shows that we've done now a formally a formal member of the draft dudes podcast dre harris uh we are done for the week we hope you guys enjoy thursday night football if you are listening to this on friday hit subscribe on the pod and remember mondays and thursdays 7 30 p.m eastern standard time we go live on youtube and we look forward to bringing you plenty of hot takes plenty of hypotheticals along the way kyle krabs joe marino dre harris thanks as always for watching i'll talk to you guys again soon